Act Two of Madame Pepita by Gregorio Martinez Sierra, translated by John Garrett Underhill, eighteen seventy six to nineteen forty six. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Two Catalina and Don Guillermo are discovered as the curtain rises. Don Guillermo paces up and down with the air of a person feeling himself thoroughly at home, while Catalina writes at a small table which has been installed near one of the windows to do duty as a desk. It is littered with books and papers, all in hopeless confusion. Presently Catalina ceases writing, examining the paper on which she has been working as if looking for mistakes. After conscientious scrutiny, she blots it and lays it upon the table, turning to contemplate her inky fingers with an expression half despairing, half resigned. Upon a second inspection, she becomes even more discouraged, as the ink has not disappeared. Finally, running her fingers nervously through her hair, she rubs them upon her apron and heaves a profound sigh. Don Guillermo, turning. Have you finished? Yes. What are you doing now? Catalina, still rubbing her fingers. Wiping my fingers. Exhibiting her hands. I've a little ink on them. Don Guillermo smiles. Writing makes me furious. Why? Because it gets my hands in such a state. Hits the pen. I dip it into the ink and it runs up all over the handle. I use the pen wiper just as you tell me to, but the more I wipe, the more ink comes off. Have patience. It will all come in time. Amused. The beginning is always difficult. We shall soon see how fast you get on. Catalina, discouraged. But look at these letters. The L's are all crooked, and the M's are all pointed. It makes me mad. Don Guillermo, smiling. Does it? Because I know how things ought to be, and then I go and do them just the opposite. So although I know, I don't know, and I get desperate. Looking at the paper. The L's ought to be straight. Well, I try to make them straight, and they turn out crooked. So what's the use of knowing? Of course, when I'm wrong, because I don't know, I'm an idiot. But when I know I'm wrong, and then do it, what am I? Don Guillermo, patting her affectionately on the head. You are an intelligent young woman who must work hard in order to overcome the first difficulties and put what she knows to good use. That is precisely what learning means. Catalina after a pause, looking at Don Guillermo intently. Don Guillermo, what use is learning, anyhow? Learning teaches us to know. Yes, I understand that. But what use is it? Don Guillermo, smiling. You will soon see. It is useful in many ways, which, little by little, you will discover yourself... Even if it were of no use, it would still be the most wonderful thing in the world, because it is the only thing that is satisfying in itself. 
when we have once peeped into the garden of knowledge even at the tiniest gate it is astounding what marvellous voyages we are able to make and what sights we can see without taking the trouble of leaving our chairs i suppose that's why you never notice what's on your plate at dinner and laugh to yourself all the time and walk out on the street without tying your shoes don guillermo is slightly annoyed what a keen little critic we are no i don't mean anything uncomplimentary only i can't help noticing what you do because i watch you all the time you mustn't think i'm criticizing everything you do seems right to me don guillermo greatly pleased yes my dear i know you are sweet and good and you are very fond of me yes i am artlessly are you fond of me don't you know it catalina sincerely pleased of course i do i may be stupid about other things but not about that i know you are fond of me because when i broke that jar the other day in the library you didn't say one word about it though it was valuable that's how i know i didn't mean to you have talent too for psychology now you're making fun of me i am very fond of you fonder than you can imagine fonder than i could have believed possible myself i love you better than i do art and science put together catalina after a brief silence are we going to begin this all over again no that will do for today i want to tell you a secret drawing near mysteriously we're rich who mother and i who do you think we've inherited a million my father died and left it in his will we got word yesterday and mother has gone to see the lawyer nobody knows except don luis he was here last night when word came mother says she is going to retire from business because she's sick and tired of clothes and we're going to escorial to live to escorial yes mamma owns property there and she says she's going to build homes and rent them and keep one too for us to live in that has a big garden with a grotto and a fountain in the middle besides a hothouse where we can grow camellias the bell rings catalina stops short here she comes now madame pepita enters attired in a simple tailor-made suit of grey or dark blue also a mantilla she is visibly flustered and out of breath good morning madame pepita about to pass without seeing him oh excuse me i didn't notice you good morning i'm so excited i don't know whether i'm on my head or my heels has she told you yes indeed terribly sad isn't it and to think of my being caught without a stitch of black to my name no wonder they say go to the cutler's house for wooden knives here i am fussing about other people's clothes and i look like a fright myself i wonder what the notary thought when i walked in in colours on such an occasion don't worry probably he never thought at all sit down it is a matter of taste madame pepita sitting down 
oh dear no whatever's right is right and for my part i always want to do the correct thing <sighs> poor dear think of his remembering us at such a time he has done no more than his duty but so nicely bursting into tears ah oh, my dear your father was always a gentleman they tell me the poor man was ill for over two years not able to move out of his chair and all the while he was thinking of us and we were sitting here calm and collected as could be without suspecting the first thing about it oh my daughter embracing catalina who as befits the occasion assumes an expression of supreme anguish poor mamma don guillermo removing catalina come come you must not upset your daughter it is not right to grieve like this madame pepita between her sobs artlessly but i'm not grieving i feel i can tell you because you're so wise that you understand anyhow don guillermo smiling in a measure and that's what makes me feel so badly not to be able to grieve as i ought because you see how the man has behaved to us and i did care for him yes i did he was the apple of my eye and when it all happened seventeen years ago and he left me forever believe me it was all i could do to go on living because of my child and more than once yes more than twice too i had a mind to put an end to it all catalina in tears also poor mamma and now he's gone and died and they sent me word about it beginning to cry again before i can cry the way i feel i ought to cry i have to stop and try to remember how it was i was able to cry then but there is no obligation whatever upon you to cry even if there were your feelings are beyond your control you are right there to compel ourselves to feel what we do not feel is hypocrisy a fraud upon ourselves because it mortifies our pride to realize that our feelings do not measure up to our expectations if your feelings do not prompt you to cry you ought not to cry tears unless they are heartfelt are injurious they do no good to the deceased madame pepita exaggeratedly but you don't know how i loved him certainly i do but your love has evaporated like perfume which has stood in a wardrobe for years to-day you have been cleaning house you find the bottle and it is empty the contents are gone they have been dissipated they have ceased to be you have forgotten him so why worry little by little our bodies change until after seven years not one atom of what we once were remains remember he has been absent sixteen years not one vestige now remains of the flesh and blood that glowed and quivered with love for him you are not the same woman you are a different woman who has had nothing whatever to do with that man madame pepita sentimentally 
but the soul don guillermo what of the soul the soul may recall vaguely the emotions which the body has felt but it cannot continue to feel them madame pepita very positively well anyway it will be safer to go into mourning and very proper if it affords you any relief no on account of what people will say after all remember i'm inheriting a million yes that fact deserves to be taken into consideration madame pepita to catalina dear run out and tell carmen to cut you a blouse from the crepe we are using for the baroness's tea-gown i'm too upset to think of anything for myself yes mamma don guillermo i am going also it is growing late aren't you coming back to dinner i dined here yesterday and day before yesterday and sunday too if my memory is correct and this is only wednesday yeah what of it he is coming isn't he mamma of course he is if he isn't here i always feel as if there must be something wrong with the table well since you insist you have my sympathy as you know though i believe you are to be congratulated i appreciate it greatly downcast we must do the best we can catalina going to the door with don guillermo and taking his hand as if he were her father don't forget the meringues you promised i'll bring them along as don guillermo and catalina go out the doorbell rings and they come face to face with don louis who enters each gentleman displays plainly his discomfiture at the presence of the other the conde turns his back affecting indifference while don guillermo stares him up and down in disgust which he does not attempt to conceal they salute each other however the conde remaining frigidly polite while don guillermo mutters an acknowledgment between his teeth good afternoon senor de amandares good afternoon goes out with catalina don louis after don guillermo has disappeared does this good man spend his entire time here madame pepita smiling he's giving my daughter lessons ah apparently to himself but with the evident purpose of being overheard such assiduity makes me suspicious how so don louis significantly we may take that up later at present more pressing business demands our attention have you had time to rest have you recovered from last night madame pepita nods have you got the money yes where is it why as soon as i received it i deposited it in the bank the notary went along because i was afraid to trust myself in the street alone with so much money have you any of it about you now no why do you ask i fear you are making a mistake it is a matter which involves a will a demand for money may be made upon you at any time and i consider it important that you have sufficient on hand 
i thought so too but it seems not the notary says all the expenses have been paid my poor dear arranged for everything off there on his estate so that i shouldn't have a thing to do but accept the money i appreciate your situation and by the way do you happen to have four hundred pesetas without allowing her time to recover as a first instalment upon a purchase which it is important that you make a magnificent opportunity a piece of property next to your own at escorial which may be had for a song a friend of mine is in financial difficulty madame pepita interested is the conde positive that it is a bargain it is a gift if you miss this opportunity you will regret it all your life and you will miss it unless you can let me have four hundred pesetas this very day what would i give if i had the money madame pepita producing a brand new cheque-book from her bag well i'll sign a cheque seating herself at the table she begins to make out the cheque you certainly are in luck money breeds money um while you are about it you might make it five hundred so as to provide for emergencies madame pepita rising after writing the cheque here it is don louis solicitously allow me to sign the receipt oh not at all conde i should be offended as you wish now let me offer you a piece of advice this confidence which you place in me deservedly extend to nobody else be on your guard you are rich and the world is full of scoundrels they will cheat you rob you they will swarm to your millions as flies to their honey pepita if you are not careful your generosity will be taken advantage of i myself have abused it not a little you don't say that conde yes pepita unavoidably perhaps but the fact remains that i have abused it however providence is repaying your kindness with interest you are rich suddenly overcome god knows i rejoice with you although this unexpected good fortune obliges me to renounce a dream it is a subject however which as a gentleman i prefer not to dwell upon madame pepita interested a dream don louis loftily alas but to an old friend surely the conde can tell me yes after all why not now that it has become impossible what difference does it make catalina and augusto you must have noticed how they have become attached to each other madame pepita surprised and delighted the visconde and my daughter then you have noticed it no i hadn't noticed pepita you are blind i have suspected for some time but now i am certain he has practically confessed under compulsion and it is not surprising your daughter is an original creature unusual 
fascinating. And Augusto's temperament is so artistic. It was inevitable. But, Conde, pardon me, the Visconde, I thought, is he the sort of man? My dear, talk. It is all put on. Disappointment will result in irregularities. Men are naturally that way, anyhow. When he realized that he had become the victim of an impossible passion, for I may say that it never occurred to him that I would relent, although you are worthy people, your daughter has no father. We are where we are. Madame Pepita, sobbing. Yes, we are. However, it is too late now for regrets. When I found myself confronted with a crisis, I was prepared to lay prejudice aside. Adversity has its uses. But you have inherited money. Thank God! So it is now out of the question. You are rich. We are poor. People would think that we were after your money. Never. Never that. Never. Why, Conde? Never. I could never reconcile myself to such a thing, at least not without a bitter struggle. But my heart aches for my boy. And there is another obstacle. Another? Which is a great deal more serious. What position does the gentleman on the floor above occupy in this establishment? I have already explained to the Conde that he is giving Catalina lessons. But he remains to dinner. He remains to supper. He spends all his time here. He is devoted to my little girl. He is entirely too devoted. We are awfully fond of him, Conde. That makes it worse. He's so gentlemanly and refined. No doubt. That is neither here nor there. The question is not what he is, but what you are. These visits compromise your reputation. Besides, there are too many of them. Remember, you are a young and beautiful woman. Yes, I'm thirty-seven. With a past. Although it was not your fault. With a past. It is another phase which I prefer not to dwell on. Conde. Your daughter is grown, yet you persist in permitting this gentleman liberties which are extended customarily only to a husband or a father. Oh, no, nothing of the sort. Believe me, there must be some mistake. Morally, I decline to sanction the situation. I had hoped that our children might unite. But you must realize that a name such as mine is peculiarly sensitive to the breath of slander. I could never tolerate such a dubious situation. Not that I wish to criticize your conduct or to dictate in any way. No, do as you see fit. Nevertheless, if this gentleman continues his visits to this house, I shall be obliged to discontinue mine. Interpret it as you may. I shall retire. Regretfully, Pepita, 
but with dignity I shall retire. Conde! However, I must hurry to place this money in the hands of my friend. Remember, your interests are first with me. If you need advice, come to me. But as it is, I feel that I intrude. Think it over, think it over very carefully. Do not force me to say good-bye. Au revoir. Goes out. Madame Pepita, surprised and delighted at the prospect of her daughter's becoming a countess, remains behind, completely dazed. My daughter? The Visconde? Impossible. No, it isn't either. Catalina? Catalina! Catalina, appearing in the doorway. Did you call Mamma? Noticing her mother's agitation. Don't you feel well? Yes. No, I don't. Come here. Look at me. How would you like to be a countess? I? A countess? Why? Would you or wouldn't you? Answer me at once. How can I tell? Tell me the truth. Are you in love? I? In love? Isn't there anyone you'd like to marry? Are you engaged? Catalina, alarmed. No, Mama, I'm not engaged. But you like someone, don't you? There is someone you're awfully fond of. Don't you find him attractive? No, Mama, not exactly attractive. What are you talking about? Mama, I don't love anybody. The bell rings, and Galatea enters like a whirlwind. Where is she? Ah, oh, give me a kiss. Another one for luck. A hug, too, this time. To Catalina. And one for you. Embracing mother and daughter in turn. Congratulations. You don't know how delighted I was to hear it. Think of it. A cold million. What, pesetas? No, francs. Exchanges at seven and a half. It may not seem much, but when you figure it up... Considering a moment. It comes to 15,000 euros. I wish something like that would happen my way. You knew what you were doing all right when you married a Russian. Now don't tell me it was love. I've always stuck to the home article. Madrid is good enough for me, although I don't suppose I can teach you anything. Anyway, I'm tickled to death that you've really got the money, because I don't suppose you'll mind so much now about the bill. I've given up hope of the old man, and his son is no better. They simply haven't got it. Not that I care about the boy. I'm silly over him, but the old chap ought to pay somehow. Does he think a man can make an ass of himself at his age for nothing? Madame Pepita, to Catalina, who is displaying keen interest. Catalina, see if the girls are ready to try on your blouse. Yes, run along. Things will be coming your way pretty soon. Catalina retires. She's a lucky girl. God remembers her while she's young. She won't have to go through what you and me have. Look out now that some young whippersnapper don't get after her money. The world's pretty rotten, 
and I don't know whether a woman's worse off when she has money or when she hasn't any. Because what's the satisfaction of marrying a man and then sitting around watching him spend your money on somebody else? Madame Pepita, moistening her lips. There are all sorts of men. And then a few. You've said it. It strikes me you're a sensible woman. Why don't you break off with the Visconde? With Augusto? Never in the world! You're not getting anywhere as it is, it seems to me. I ought to know that better than you do. I say! I wouldn't give him up if I starved. I could lose everything, but I'd love him just the same. I thought I'd leave him sometimes and march myself off to Paris where a woman can do something. Out of sight, out of mind, don't you know? There's nothing in this for me. But when the time comes, I can't tear myself away. It might be a good idea, though. No, it simply can't be done. I'd feel as if I was committing murder. I love him more all the time, and it's a shame. Last night I started for the station. Did you miss the train? No, he dropped round. You know what I've got in this box? Neckties to make up. Whenever I feel I can't stand him any longer, I just run out and buy him a handsome present. Dubiously. Well, I suppose somebody's got to do it. Carmen, entering. Madame, the lady in the calle de Lista wants you to hurry up those negligees. She says she can't wait any longer. Yes, better let her have something for tonight. I'd forgotten all about her. Dear me, life is just one emergency after another. Congratulations again. I am going. I hear you're retiring from business. If you're selling out cheap, tip me off. I know a good thing when I see one. But don't let me detain you. Madame Pepita retires. Galatea, after adjusting her hat at the mirror, is about to leave by the other door when Augusto enters. Galatea, surprised. Augusto! Galatea, are you here? I was just congratulating Madame Pepita. What were you doing last night? I was out. Smiling. But where were you going? You left no word. I searched all Madrid. I was furious. Don't you love me any more? Galatea, smiling. Search me. Yes, but how about me? I didn't get very far. What are you doing tonight? Galatea, coyly. Is it a date? I must have a moment first with Pepita. I shan't be long. You might wait outside in the motor and then we can go for that ring. I know you've set your heart on it, although I had planned it as a surprise. I've planned a little surprise for you, too. Do you mean it? Galatea, handing him the box of neckties. Promise not to look. Augusto, about to open the box. What can it be? Wait until you are alone. Augusto, kissing her hand. You're an angel. So are you. Peep and see. Goes out. Augusto, after a discreet but rapid glance in the glass. What can it be? Opens the box. Cravats. Becoming sentimental. 
although her taste may be bizarre, how she loves me. Kissing a cravat. And how I love her. Rising into transports. Madame Pepita enters, greatly pleased to discover Augusto. Madame Pepita entering. Visconde! Oh, Visconde! Augusto, coming to, hastily bundling up the cravats. Pardon me? Were you thinking? Thinking? I was trying not to think. Madame Pepita, sympathetically. Visconde! I am in desperate need of seven hundred pesetas. If you cannot let me have them, I shall grow violent. I know you have a million, but I do not ask upon that account. No, I should have had to have them anyway. Life has become insupportable. Oh, Visconde! My heart is broken. What is the good of a heart nowadays? Nobody seems to have one. My heart will be my ruin. A tender heart is a priceless treasure. But so expensive! Man cannot exist without woman. Woman cannot exist without money. Don't let that worry you, Visconde. All things come to him who waits, even when it seems impossible. If you are in trouble, come to me. I have the gift of sympathy. So I am coming to you. Can you let me have the seven hundred at once? I am in a hurry, or I should not ask. Just a moment while I write the check. Madame Pepita retires. Augusto paces back and forth, admiring himself in the mirror. Presently, Catalina enters, approaching the table which contains the papers without noticing Augusto. They collide with a violent shock while he is still absorbed in the contemplation of his person in the glass. Oh, excuse me. Can't you see where you are going? Can't you see anything but yourself? Poppy, making a face which he sees in the mirror. Let me give you a piece of advice, young lady. Don't you make faces at me. If you weren't so stuck on yourself, you wouldn't have noticed it. It wouldn't do you any harm to be a little stuck on yourself. Wouldn't it? Do you take out a license for that poodle effect with the hair? When it rains, don't forget yours is gummed down and glued. Can't you let me alone? Who are you, anyway? Seating herself at the table, she opens a drawing book, in which she proceeds to copy a map. Augusto stalks up and down without speaking. They exchange glances of mutual contempt from time to time, until the entrance of Madame Pepita with the check. Highly gratified at finding them together, she beams upon them with maternal tenderness. Madame Pepita, entering. The poor dears are embarrassed. What a picture they would make. To Augusto. The check, Visconde. Thanks. I shall never forget this. I feel like another man with this money. I may have to go to work to repay you, Pepita. Love is a great leveller. Ah, oh, for love's sweet sake. I'm off. Rushes out without paying any attention to Catalina. Madame Pepita, deeply affected. For love's sweet sake. Looking at her daughter. Poor Visconde. Alberto, appearing in the doorway. May I come in? 
What's the matter with you? No, it's the proprietor who wishes samples of English Point and the gold galloons. They're required. God knows what's become of them by this time. We need them to fill an order just received. Very well. Wait and I'll have them brought if they can be found. Retires, leaving Catalina with Alberto. Both smile, and Catalina continues her work. Alberto, shyly. Pleasant day, isn't it? Yes, very. A pause, during which she continues working, while he stands a little way off without removing his eyes from her. Won't you sit down? Thanks. You are very kind. Sits down at the farther end of the room. Another pause. Are you sketching? Catalina, smiling timidly. No, I don't know how to sketch. I'm copying a map. Alberto, unconscious of what he is saying. Ah, a map? It's the map of Europe. Another pause. Catalina draws busily, then stops and sucks her pencil. Alberto, rising. Pardon. Please don't suck your pencil. Eh? It may be impertinent, but it grates upon my nerves. Catalina, ready to cry. It does look horrid, doesn't it? Alberto, effusively. No! You couldn't possibly do anything that looked horrid because... because... well, of course not. Another pause. Catalina draws industriously and breaks the point of the pencil. Oh dear, I've broken the point. Taking a penknife, she hacks a fearful-looking point after great effort, then inspects it with a sigh. Alberto, impetuously, rising again. Pardon. That, that is not the way to sharpen a pencil. This is the way. Rapidly and easily making a perfect point. It's very simple. Catalina, admiringly. Oh, what a beautiful point. You certainly are a handy man. That's my business. Oh, yes. You're an artist. Do you really paint pictures? I should like to, but I do not. Why not? I am too poor. My mother is a widow. Catalina, interrupting, charmed. Just like me. Alberto, without heeding the interruption. Only I have six young brothers and sisters. Mother teaches school in a town not far from here, and she says that only rich people can afford to be artists. So she wants me to be a clerk in La Sultana as the proprietor is my uncle. She thinks when he dies he may leave the shop to me, since he is a bachelor. And then naturally we'll all be rich, and we can educate the other children. However, I see no indications. <laughs> but of course that does not interest you. Catalina, earnestly. Yes, it does, very much. I am twenty-two now. And all I do is to carry bundles back and forth to dressmakers and other stupid people who have not the first idea about art. Pardon me. No, you are right. It would be a great deal better to paint pictures. Alberto enraptured. Yes. Wonderful pictures. Marvellous pictures. Such as nobody has ever seen before. 
palpitating with sunshine and light pictures of the sea the sky the deep blue italian sky oh italy rome catalina ingenuously rome is here on the map rome is in paradise is the sky really so blue there so blue that it is despair of those who worship her really i hadn't heard funny isn't it i've marked the name in blue ink mark it in gold and precious stones why don't you go if you want to there's a railroad here or you can take the boat across the sea the boat and the railroad cost money and i have no money oh don't worry about that how much do you need because we can ask mother for it mother no well, that would not be right yes it would everybody asks her besides we're rich now we've inherited a million and it's in the bank and all we have to do is sign a paper and they give us all we want you are kind and generous but i could never accept it thanks just the same i shall never forget your kindness i'm grateful really could i kiss your hand catalina taken aback hiding her hands oh no why not because because they're all covered with ink alberto seizing her hands what of it they are lovely they are dear and sweet the hands of a generous woman who understands who sympathizes catalina after a pause so you do think you will go to rome then after all yes i shall i have a plan I work all day, but I study at night. I attend a life class, and when the next competition takes place, I shall enter. I shall win a prize, and then I shall go, no matter what Mother says, and when I come back, I shall be a great painter. I wish you could see the marvellous pictures I shall paint in Italy. Catalina, somewhat anxiously. I suppose while you are there you will paint some lovely ladies. Oh, naturally like the ones you were telling us about with lines you know and proportions when i am famous i intend to paint your picture my picture and win a prize with it yes indeed but i i at least mother thinks so looking at herself in the mirror and she's right too i haven't any proportions at all almost reduced to tears you haven't and i don't know how to dress or fix my hair crying you can see for yourself alberto greatly troubled no no indeed N not at all you are yes you are signorita yes indeed you are choking almost ready to shed tears himself you 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 have character Catalina, overcome with surprise and delight. I have. Christina enters with two boxes of samples, without noticing Alberto. So you got rid of it, did you? Alberto, moving away from Catalina. It? Oh, are you still sticking around? Here are your samples, and you needn't bring any more, because Madame Pepita is retiring from business. Thank you so much. Christina goes out. 
Alberto is about to resume the conversation when Don Guillermo enters, carrying several packages, one of which apparently contains a bottle of champagne. Alberto bows and disappears. Adios. Catalina makes no reply. Don Guillermo, stepping to one side to allow Alberto to pass. Adios. Eyeing him curiously. Here are the meringues. Handing the package to Catalina, who takes it mechanically and remains standing with it in her hand. Who is the young man? Catalina, almost choking. It's the boy from the silk shop. Don Guillermo deposits the package upon the table. Don Guillermo is painting a nice business. It is more than a business. It is an art. But is it nice or isn't it? That depends upon how one paints. A good painter has an excellent business. But a bad painter? A bad painter, my dear, cannot exactly be sent to jail. But he belongs there. Catalina, alarmed. Not really. Is it awfully hard to win the Prix de Rome? It will be in the next competition, as I shall be one of the judges. I am chairman of the jury. Catalina, torn between hope and fear. You are? Yes. Why all this sudden interest in painting? Don Guillermo, when a painter says that you have character, does that mean that you are pretty, or the opposite? Neither. It means that you have something characteristic about you, something original, distinguishing you from other people. It means that you are interesting. But is it a compliment, or isn't it? It is the nicest kind of compliment. One more question. Does a woman have to be a countess because she's rich? Don Guillermo, alarmed. A countess? What makes you ask that? Nothing. Only mother thought perhaps I'd better be one. Don Guillermo, exercised. She did? When? Just now, while you were out, after talking to the conde. Never. There must be some mistake. Why must there? Don Guillermo, greatly agitated. No, you don't have to be a countess. It is absurd, and I shall take care that you don't become one. Never. What's the difference, anyhow? Why fuss so much about it? Don Guillermo, striding up and down, muttering to himself. This is too much. Outrageous. I shall make this my business. Catalina, timidly and affectionately. Why, Don Guillermo? Have I done anything wrong? Are you angry with me? Kissing his hand. No, no. With a paternal caress. I was thinking of something else. To himself. Keep cool. Be calm. Aloud. This is my business. Catalina, affectionately, hesitating what to do. Before you settle down, would you like me to bring your cap and sleepers? Madame Pepita enters. She stops short upon discovering Don Guillermo. 
Don Guillermo pleasantly. Well, I am here, you see. Is dinner ready? Madame Pepita, disconcerted, then frigidly. Dinner? Don Guillermo, handing her a small package. I brought you some nice iced lady fingers and a bottle of champagne to enliven the repast. We are fond of them, so we shall enjoy ourselves in love and good fellowship. Madame Pepita, visibly embarrassed. Yes. Don Guillermo hands Catalina the bottle. Put this on the ice, too. Oh, by the way, here are some potato chips a la Inglesa. They are one thing your cook does not do to perfection. Handing her another package. Crisp them. Mind the bottle. Catalina goes out. Don Guillermo to Madame Pepita, making himself perfectly at home. Well, this house has become a vice with me. Doña Pepita, you and Catalina have taken complete possession of my heart. I never cared for a family, but now I could not get along without the illusion of family life which you supply. One of these days you will be removing me from the door with a broom. Madame Pepita, greatly embarrassed, stealing herself with a determined effort. Don Guillermo, that's exactly what I wanted to speak to you about. Don Guillermo, surprised. Eh? Madame Pepita, scarcely able to articulate. Since my daughter has left the room... Don Guillermo, becoming serious. What do you mean? To begin with... Now, don't be offended, it's not as bad as that. That is, it's unpleasant, of course, especially for me, Don Guillermo, because... Well, the fact is, you've been very kind to us and all that, and we can never thank you for what you've done and are doing for my daughter's education. I know it can never be paid for, not to speak of your having taken all this trouble, seeing that she's nobody and you are who you are and know what you do. I don't say so because she's my daughter, but a princess wouldn't be a great deal for you to be giving lessons to. Yes, but come to the point. What, what do you mean to say? Well, Don Guillermo, circumstances alter, you know, so... What used to be. It does seem too bad, though, doesn't it? It can't go on forever. You know what I mean. I certainly do not. Explain yourself. Well, we're just two unprotected women, and everybody's so ready to gossip about what is none of their business, and to make things worse than they are, so people might think... Especially since I have a past, I'm sorry to say, which is nobody's business either. Anyhow, when people were coming to this house because I was a dressmaker, it didn't make so much difference who they came to see, but now that I've retired, it don't look respectable. Swallowing hard. Do you understand me? I certainly do. Better than I could wish. Madame Pepita heaves a sigh of relief. You think, or somebody thinks for you, that my visits may compromise your reputation, or your daughter's? 
virgins and martyrs don't be offended don guillermo what hurts does not give offence but you wish me then to confine myself to giving catalina lessons that won't be so easy either i'm afraid now that we're moving to escorial to live i have absolutely nothing to detain me in madrid my daughter is grown and she will probably marry before long so under the circumstances say no more i understood from the beginning i merely wished to hear it stated in plain words you want to get rid of me no no indeed we shall always be glad to see you whenever you have time why not run out some sunday for dinner don guillermo after a pause i see only one drawback to your plan it won't work it won't don guillermo with dignity and restraint i shall not give up catalina madame pepita alarmed don guillermo don guillermo smiling don't take it so hard as you say it sounds worse than it is deeply moved but assuming a satiric tone in order to conceal his emotion i have spent the forty-five years of my life so completely shut off from the world that i have scarcely become acquainted with myself now that i look back i realize that i have wasted my time my mother was wrapped up in me and watched over me until a few years ago so that i never had occasion for another woman's love i grew up a selfish old bachelor salted down in my books but the strange part of it is that while i have never cared for women i have always been fond of children <laughs> no matter how ugly or dirty they might be as they stumbled along i yearned to take the little dears by the hand to teach and protect them love between men and women is a relation of equals it may even imply inferiority on the part of the man perhaps i am proud it is one of my failings but i have never felt like kneeling before a woman although i have often had a desire to hold a loving creature in my arms don guillermo in reality has been talking to himself his eyes fixed upon the floor but when he arrives at this point he suddenly becomes aware of the presence of madame pepita and turns towards her i beg your pardon madame pepita vastly impressed but without understanding one word pardon me since i have known catalina this desire has become concrete she is everything to me i could not say whether she is quick or dull i am not sure whether she is beautiful or plain i cannot even tell you the colour of her eyes but i feel that she is my daughter much more than she is her father's yes more certainly much more than she is yours but it seems to me much more you brought her into the world but i have brought a new world to her fresher more striking materially and spiritually than the old 
I have rejuvenated myself so as to bring my mind down to her level. I talk like a child so as to companion with her innocence, and I shall gladly forego all the joys of this world and the next, merely for the pleasure of holding her hand while she writes. Why, Don Guillermo? Don Guillermo, firmly. No, I cannot surrender the child. She requires protection, which is absolutely disinterested and sincere. Perhaps you may need it too. I know what I am doing, although you would be entirely within your rights if you put me into the street. I shouldn't think of such a thing. I should not question your decision. Your point of view is as proper as it is absurd. Legally, I have no right to paternity. My position is extra-legal. Yet it can be recognised and reduced to legal status. And the sooner it is done, the better for us all. Don't stare at me. I'm not crazy. Desperate diseases demand desperate remedies. The pill is a bitter one, but I shall swallow it. You are a woman of courage yourself. What in heaven's name are you talking about? I must be accepted in this house as a husband and a father. Otherwise I shall not be free to act. I shall be hampered. Why not face the facts? We must marry and conform to the conventions of society, however inconvenient. I am willing to marry you. You? Don Guillermo, visibly worried. You, yes, and I, if you are agreeable. Madame Pepita, speechless with amazement. You and I? You and I. Pardon my abruptness. You never occurred to me before. I mean, in the light of a wife. But you knew that I had been married. Don Guillermo more and more disturbed be that as it may this would be a marriage of convenience pure and simple pure and simple a moral necessity love does not enter into it but we shall be spared embarrassment you are rich while i am not poor which will be sufficient to silence evil tongues although the opinion of others has no influence with me. I have means to support myself and to permit me to indulge in some pleasures, so money will not be lacking. If you will marry me, I offer to defray the household expenses like a good husband, while you dispose of your million in any way you think convenient. I shall not even take note of its existence, I am a famous man. My name appears in the papers. I have the entree of the palace, and a place of honour at all court ceremonies, which, naturally, you will share with me. You will be entitled to a reserved seat at the functions of the academy. The doorkeepers will bow whenever you appear. You will be the distinguished wife of an illustrious author, of an eminent critic, who is one of the glories of his country. Whenever a monument is unveiled or a cornerstone laid, you will be among those who remain for refreshments. And if photographs are taken for La Illustration or 
Blanco y Negro. You will be immortalized with me in the group. But are you in earnest? Don Guillermo, offended. Do I look like a man who would treat marriage as a joke? If that is the case... Your fondest dreams will be realized. One of my ancestors crossed the sea with Hernan Cortes and undertook the conquest of America. He proved so adept at killing Indians that his majesty conferred a coat of arms upon him, which I have somewhere under cobwebs at home. You are at liberty to dust it off, since you are partial to nobility, and to display it upon our notepaper, so that people can see who we are. Madame Pepita, deeply affected. Don Guillermo. And on the door of our automobile, too, for we shall have one. We shall get along faster. It is permissible for a man nowadays to blow his own horn. Greatly excited, striding to and fro, until, finally, he comes face to face with Madame Pepita. Well, what is your answer? It would be very nice, of course. Protection means so much to a woman, especially when it's a celebrated man. But Catalina... With all due respect to the starve aristocracy, Catalina will be far better off as the stepdaughter of a Spanish gentleman than as the natural daughter of a Russian duke. She will be more marriageable, too, and it is no compliment to myself. No, of course not, but I must say you don't seem enthusiastic. I know what I am doing, and that is enough. You are not responsible. But how do you suppose that I feel? My reasons are disinterested, so forgive me. I am anxious, too, to have you satisfied. I am nervous, upset. I appreciate what you are. Besides, I am a gentleman who respects the sex. I do not love you. I shall not pretend that I do. But whatever I have is yours. You'll never regret having accepted my name. A pause. That is, if you do accept it. Madame Pepita, vastly moved. Certainly. What else can I do? But I wonder what my daughter will say. I shall never have the courage to face her. Leave that to me. At the door. Catalina! Catalina! Catalina, outside. I'm coming. A pause. Don Guillermo and Madame Pepita wait, but Catalina does not appear. Madame Pepita, impatiently. Catalina, are you coming or are you not? Catalina, outside. Yes, I'm coming. After a moment she enters not yet quite fastened into a flamingly audacious gown, which scarcely permits her to walk. In the attempt, she entangles herself in the train. Did you call? But what have you been doing? Dressing. What in the devil's name have you got on? It's the latest model. 
I picked it out myself. I'm seventeen now, and I'm no Cinderella any more. I have lines and proportions, and it's time to show my character. Looking at herself in the mirror, turning halfway round and tripping over the train as she does so. Madame Pepita, staring at her, completely stupefied. You? In that dress? With sudden inspiration. Praise God, it's the Visconde, a miracle of love. Curtain. End of Act Two.